Electricast. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Welcome to the next edition of Missing the Point. I am your guy, Hollywood Ray, with my guy, uh, one half, or I guess, yeah, one, yeah, with two thirds of the basketball crew, I should say. Uh, my guy, the real BK, Bob Kelly. How you doing tonight, man? I'm good, man. I, I, I'm happy to be back on the air talking Celtics basketball. The last time the two of us were together for an official Celtics podcast, it was uh, a somber mood. To put it lightly, mm-hmm. uh, I'm happy we were here already. Which is my favorite thing about basketball season is like the off seasons like this, where we're already sitting here talking about next season schedule and, and, and we're getting ready to go. At what the season starts? What October? So yeah, October October 18th. This Philly will be in test shortly. Obviously, media day should be late September. Yeah, so it's you know, in, in August. So obviously. Yeah, so uh, preseason first game starts against Charlotte. I think October second, which is Sunday. So I'm, I'll be there most likely, uh, work working that game. But yeah, I'm I'm excited, man. Like this is always a fun time to see. Like oh, like this should be a win. This is probably a schedule loss. Like so, there's a bunch of optimism that comes with the schedule. So let's get into it. So yeah, so right away we we just alluded to it a few seconds ago. But October 18th, we get we get Philly off rip. Personally, I love that, but just what are your what are your thoughts about that opening the season with Philadelphia? You know, it's a it's a big game early. I know it's it's tough to have a, a big game in game one of the eighty two game schedule, but it, it's definitely going to set the tone for early in the season. You know, Philadelphia to me is a, is a tier below the Celtics uh, going into this season. I know that that was different the past couple seasons, but I think they're clearly, you know. Celtics are in that one two conversation. The Sixers are in that three, four, five, six conversation. I think it's going to set a, a tone for who this Celtics team is and what they expect because I, I just think if they come out, you know what I mean? They blow out the Sixers opening night, man. It's, it's, it's on. It's on. But if it's a, a loss or like they come out looking like they did at the beginning of last season, we could be in for a tough, tough beginning stretch. But I like it. Rivalry opening up. You know, and beating Harden, it'll be fun. Yeah, I mean, it, it should be like. I mean, listen, I know there's been a lot of turmoil and Philly's offseason as well. You know, it's trying to figure out what they're going to do next, and you know, they got kind of, you know, hit with NBA tampering charges. You know, with with the signings of PJ Tucker and some of the guys they brought in. The they got their but, dudes, honestly. They're like, they still got their dudes. Right, no, of course, but I'm like, listen, I I I think tampering in any sports is a joke. Like, listen, teams teams talk all the time, players talk all the time, like. 
I know they don't want us to make it seem like it's a, you know, like like it's like it's not happening, but we we know that it is. Like this just just this except for what it is. It's 2022. Everyone is a text message away, bro. Give them like a five thousand dollar fine. Okay, call it a day. Like send it to charity, whatever. But yeah, so open up with Philly is good. They got a back-to-back right away, which I don't love, but it's against Miami and against uh, Orlando. Honestly, I don't know about you. I hate back-to-backs. I think, to me, we're at, we're at a stage now where we don't need to see back-to-backs happen in, in the NBA. And if they do happen, it really should be no more than one or two. And they still have about four or five, you know, in, in, their, in their regular season. So, I mean, they, yeah, so, you know, so what, what are your thoughts on that? I heard a thing today. They actually have 13 back-to-backs on the season. And and it's it's actually, when you look at some of the back-to-backs, there is a tough one. There's an L.A. back-to-back that's going to be tough. But most of them are kind of favorable. I think the Miami-Orlando one might be one of the toughest ones, man. It's like you have Denver and Utah as a back-to-back, or you have Toronto and that, the that's, Knicks. That's going to be tough, though. If, if, if those teams are healthy, well, you, I mean, I know Utah made that big trade, so they may not be the same, but Utah is kind of rebuilding, but, like, yeah, I mean, it, it, it depends on what direction they had, had it in, I guess, but, like, I, I just think that's that's one of the Celtics. They actually played Detroit twice on back-to-backs, which is kind of scary because we all know what Detroit does to the Celtics team for some reason. But it, it just, I kind of, I like that in the schedule that that they have some easy back-to-backs. The, the one, there is one thing that stood out to me about the schedule, man, is the weird West Coast trips. Did you notice that, like, you know, normally you, you have a West Coast trip, you play like Sacramento, Golden State, the Lakers, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? You just go right down the coast. And this year they're starting out like on the East Coast and they have to travel West and they have to come back East. It just, uh, those are the things that I feel like trip this Celtics team up is when they don't feel mentally prepared or like they don't feel like they're mentally there. That's when they start to trip up. And that's when you start to see 18 turnovers a game. You start to see, you know, the bad shooting nights from Jalen and Jason. It just, that, that that's what worries me less than the back-to-backs about the schedule. But all in all, man, I just, I, I'm, I'm excited for, for the, the, the December to January run. I didn't want to get there yet, but I kind of forgot what I was going to say. And so I'll just jump into it. I, I, I still want to look at November. <laughs> even, yeah. Even, yeah, I know I, we won't get there, but you've been, so to me, I feel like the schedule, the schedule is pretty favorable in October and November, even with the back-to-backs, like, I feel like the toughest opponent would be Memphis and Denver. And obviously Miami too, they, they, they got Dallas at home right before, on, on Thanksgiving Eve. So that, that that should be pretty exciting. Sacramento comes here on, on Black Friday. So that that should be pretty that that should be an easy one. That's probably gonna be a matinee game because I feel like that, that's that's what it usually is. But that's also a stretch that has three or four nights. But to me, I think they gotta hit the ground running. Like, I think they gotta blow two teams in November and October and November. And mm-hmm. then, because like I said, that, that December stretch where that they're on the road for about two weeks. So it's like you got Brooklyn, Toronto, Phoenix, Golden State, Clippers, then the Lakers. And then you end up coming back home against Orlando. That's that next Friday night on uh, December 19th, it looks like, or 18th. 18th. Like yeah. that's, yeah, that's brutal. Like that would be the early test in the season. Obviously, you know, we, we know in the NBA, they always say, oh, we're, you know, the NBA season doesn't start until, you know, Christmas Day. So, but they need to hit the ground running. I think that to me, 
especially after how last year started, like they were so terrible early on and, you know, fans were infuriated, players were infuriated, like, you know, no one wanted to watch the team. They were getting booed out the building every night. I know I was there for, for that for that first two or three months of the season. So they got to hit the ground running. Tatum and Jenner in, in particular has to be the guy that hits the ground running, not waiting to January to be like, oh, like, let me start getting 30 a night. No, from night one, get out there, do your thing, and say whether you're coming into Boston, whether we're the visiting team, I am the guy not a guy i am the marquee i am the main event i am the showstopper you know where i'm going with this <laughs> you know i am i am who the people come to see yeah. so he that that's what he, he has to take over and once again i don't want to turn it into a jason tatum show but i'm just thinking about you mm-hmm. know these certain trips i'm i'm expecting him i'm expecting jb i'm expecting this Celtics four to say you know what we're going to continue to be road warriors, right? Because that was, that was their thing last year. We are war, we're world warriors. We continue to do our, our thing. So, and that's the case. You need to make sure that you handle business, especially on that, that first big uh, what, what, what store trip. So what, what, what other stuff uh, or what the other spots on the, on the schedule stood out to you? So you, you talk about October, November. I just went through it. So there's about 24 games. I might have missed a game or two. About 24 games before December, right? You're right. You're right. That 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 early schedule, man, is a cupcake schedule. The toughest teams you have on here. I don't want to call it cupcake, but I mean, you have this Sixers, you have the Grizzlies and you have the Bulls and the Mavs. So that's really it. Sixers, Bulls, Mavs and Grizzlies. Other than that, you're playing teams like the Cavs, the Magic, the Wizards, the Pistons, the Thunder. Pelicans, we don't know what they look like without Zion. You should be able to beat them, though. Again, the Wizards, the Hornets, uh, you know, teams, teams the Celtics should absolutely beat. No doubt about it. On on the Celtics' best night, they're they're better than every single one of those teams. So, to me, uh, I think that a successful first two months of the season looks something like a 20 and four, 18 and six, six, 16 and eight at absolute worst, right? At mm-hmm. absolute worst, if this team is 16 and eight going into December, I'll be happy. Anything worse than that, I, I think I think is trouble in the water because then you're right. The schedule gets tough quick, man. Gets tough. So let's quick. let's 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 stay there then, right? Because obviously, you know, we speak about what they should be coming out the game, and we've already alluded to how they should be hitting the ground running. Like there's no other way to say that, but just mm-hmm. to say it, like they, they have mm-hmm. to hit the ground running. They have to be on top of the game from the jump. How do you feel they handle being the hunted in the East? Because obviously oh. they've been they've been consistently climbing, you know, getting there, falling, getting there, falling, getting there, falling. But now, now that they're, they're now they're the team in the East that just made the finals. Obviously, they didn't win it, but you know, teams are going to use them as a measuring stick to see where they are, see how close they are to making it to the playoffs or potentially getting to. Uh, into a deep run. So just how do you think they handle being a team that most nice people are coming in going to give their best shots on a regular basis? You know, what's hilarious is, is you can tell we've been doing a podcast about the Celtics from us two and a half goddamn years together because right. I literally had this thought on the way home tonight where I was like, man, how how are they going to handle not being the questioned ones, not being the underdogs, not being the you can't 
break us up, not being the disrespected, you know what I mean? Being, being the guys that are respected because we've seen the history of these, of this, this core where as soon as they have expectations and as soon as they have a weight on their shoulders, they, they have a tendency to not play their best basketball. I'm hoping he may is the reason why that doesn't happen, why they don't crater and don't fall into their expectations and, and, and don't succumb to the weight of their expectations. What I'm trying to say, it, it, it does. It, it worries me a little. I'm not going to lie. Like I literally sat there for 20 minutes tonight. Like, Oh my God, man. Like imagine if they come out of the gate, like shit. And, 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 and we, we have to go into this whole dark, Celtics hole again next year. Like right. I'm not ready for that, but I, I don't think they're gonna do it. I, I just feel like he may is is the reason why. In, in my opinion, I feel like he he comes out and he doesn't let them even think about that. You know what yeah. I mean? He he doesn't let that creep into their brain because if you remember, man, that Kyrie year where you know they went to the ECF. Kyrie's coming back and all of a sudden Jalen's talking about four championships. And like, there was just, there was a lot of outside noise that I feel like they're feeding into. I, I don't see that right. happening with this team. You see Jason at the podium. You see Jalen at the podium. You see these dudes where they're just so laser focused in on, you know, being the best night in night out being game in and game out giving their best efforts, all, all this different stuff that he may has, has imprinted in their brains. I, 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 I think they'll be able to handle it. I really do. I really, really do. It does. I, I'm not going to lie. There's a little like 2% inside of me. That's like, but may imagine how fucking dark that would get, how bad that would get so fast. If, if they're 500 going into December, man, can you imagine the shit storm? on Celtics Twitter. It would be unfathomable. <laughs> right. Right. No, I, I mean, and, and honestly, it would be warranted just like it was last year. And I know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, we end up defending it like, oh, no, like, you know, have patience. No, I'm, I'm beyond the patience point. You got to come out going in. So to me, I'm like, yo, I don't, I don't know. But I think my, that I don't have a definitive answer for if they're going to handle being the hunter well. I just know from previous or past experience, they don't handle prosperity well. They, they don't. Just don't. They have they have not handled prosperity well under the Brad Stevens era. They did to an extent under the Doc era because they'd already won, so they'd already knew what to expect. I think they have to finally get over the hump in order to say, okay, you know what? It don't matter what building, doesn't matter what time, what time of the game, we're gonna give it our best. And I've said this before on the show, and I want to bring it back because it, it ties into what. With what we're currently speaking about, Chuck Daly, who is one of the greatest coaches of all time, co-star one of the you know our old school rivals, Detroit Pistons, and obviously you know Isaiah Thomas, Benny Johnson, and Bill and Beers, and it's Rodman, the USA team, right? And Isaiah Thomas paid him the greatest compliment, where he spoke about how one he talked about how Chuck coached from the neck up, but he also said, "Hey, you know, if we believe we can win one game on the road." Then home court doesn't matter. And so it was just little mind games like that that Chuck Daly would play that would get them going, knowing that Detroit had been to three finals in a row at the time. They had been to, you know, three or four Eastern Conference finals at the time in a row as well. So, you know, just finding different things to say, you know what? 
yes, the process may get stagnant. Uh, you may not want to do things a certain way. You may think that you've already arrived, but you know what? If we go about it this way, if we go about it that way, you know, we'll be back where we're supposed to be in June. And then instead of watching another team celebrate on your floor again up here in Boston, you know, the confetti will be falling for the right reasons. <laughs> uh, yes, that was a dig at you, Philly fans. <laughs> uh, the confetti will be falling for the right reason. Uh, you know, saying, you know, here, here in Queen Saul, we are, you know, the, the champion. So that that's just where I stand on that. But hopefully they respond well to the, you know, to the heat that's, that's going to that's gonna be coming uh, for, for sure. So no, pun, no through, pun intended. Yeah, no, no pun intended. They, they're definitely, they're definitely going to be there in, in the grand scheme of things. So now going on to the February and March, right? So before the All-Star break, so February. So you got Brooklyn, you got Phoenix, you got Charlotte, Philly, uh, Detroit, Detroit again before the All-Star break they did it last year. They got Memphis as well before the All-Star break. So that's also going to be uh, interesting. I'm surprised it's on a Sunday night. I feel like that should be a Friday night game or a Wednesday night game. That Memphis game here last last season, man, that could have been an NBA Finals game. And I, like, it was electric. Like, TNT had that game. I was th- I was right behind the basket when Jaw when they threw the alley oop to Jaw and he threw it down. And I mean, the crowd was twenty thousand. You just had twenty thousand. Well, oh my god! Like, this dude, <laughs> this dude, this dude is unreal. And he's obviously one of the new faces of the league. Obviously, just getting that new max deal that he got in this offseason. You know, that five-year, $193 million deal. So kudos to him. But congrats to him, I should say. But I'm I'm looking at this stretch in February. I think this is another stretch like it is, like we talked about in October, November. Although you got Phoenix, Philly, and Memphis on there, you also got Detroit twice. Uh Oh, oh, sorry. You do have the Bucks on it too. I'm sorry. You got the Bucks from Detroit back to back before the break. Then you end with in Indiana. You got Philly, and then you got the Knicks. To me, February is another month where they need to make some more statements. Obviously, listen. I, we we talked about Brooklyn not breaking up. I don't think Brooklyn's going to break up. So you're you're, you're going to still have to see them. And I, I want them give. I want them to bring us the give a negative statement game every time you face them. I'd be like, yo, I don't care if it's at Dykeman Park. I don't care if it's at Rucker Park. I don't care if it's at the Barclays Center. I don't care if it's on Atlantic Ave, Williamsburg, Flatbush, whatever. We are coming to play and we're going to bust your ass every single time or whoop that ass, right? We're going to whoop that every wax, wax that ass. Yeah, wax, wax that ass, baby, every single time. So, yeah, so I'm just thinking, yeah, February and then into March, man, you got. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland, Brooklyn, uh, New York's on there a couple of times. Indiana, Utah. So just go, going into most after of them at home break. too. Most of them are yeah, at home. yeah. Most of us at home. So just you know, what do you want to see from them at TD Garden? Because obviously TD Garden was really a house of horrors last year for the wrong reasons. So just what do you, what do you see them becoming in or you know gaining come, become excuse me if I can speak. Uh, what do you see them becoming? Uh, by the time we get to that All Star break, early March, you know, as, as we get ready for the for the stretch run to the postseason. Yeah, man, I think that's such a key part of the season because, you know, you looked at it this past year. It's like that's where we took off, man. That's where <clears throat> that's where this team became who they were was late in the season, and you have an opportunity to do kind of the same thing, where you're facing a lot of teams that you should be able to beat when you play. When you play your best games, you should be able to beat a lot of these teams, home or road, doesn't matter. 
And then the teams that you are kind of a toss-up against, you mostly play them at home. I mean, you have the Suns at home. You have the Grizzlies at home. Uh, you have the Nets at home. You have this long road trip there, but then you have like the Spurs at home. Well, I guess the Spurs are the Spurs anymore, but you know what I'm saying. You have you have the Suns at home, Lakers at home, Nets at home. Right. So you 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 got all these teams at home that you should be able to beat, and and the teams that you know that that are a toss up against, you have them at home, and then the teams that you should be able to beat, you have on the road. And it doesn't. It shouldn't matter that they're on the road. So that's such a huge stretch right there. Another big thing too is like as I'm scrolling through here, there is another big uh, road trip in the middle of March uh, where mm-hmm. you have the Hawks, the Rockets, the Blazers, the Jazz, and the Kings. Granted, you sh- you should be able to go four and one at, at the very least, three and two on that road trip. It all depends on obviously. I, on, honestly, I has I'm, turned I'm, into I'm, but five five and zero. Oh, honestly, I'm five sorry. And oh, right, that's it. five and zero. Oh. I'm sorry. Like you at, should be at, rolling at, at, by Atlanta, the end of March. What? Okay, no. Let, let me hold. Let, let me say that back. Let me, let me be respectful. I'm sorry. I forgot that they got who we wanted in Deontay Murray. Oh, they they get be, Murray. They, 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 they're good. They're going to be an issue down there in 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 in, in uh, Atlanta. So let me let me let me say that back. So four one, <laughs> four one. Even though Portland and Utah can be really rowdy as far as their home crowds go, oh, I forgot Minnesota's on there too. But Pat Bev like, ain't, Pat Pat ain't standing on no tables this time. <laughs> oh my god i i i, I, I listen I, quick aside I, I still can't believe one day that still happened i can't believe you did that so can <laughs> that happened but then two it's like why he helped change your culture again for a year and you still traded his ass. <laughs> like it's just like what is like what what is going on like this bro just, par- he parlayed that into a sports center a sports center seat or a first take seat for three yeah. weeks. Three weeks he was on that fucking show. Talk, talking like he like he had a whole podcast. Like it's, <laughs> it's unbelievable. Unbelievable. And and like, you know what, Pat Bev? I would love him to do this show. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Like that's he was talking shit about Chris Paul. He was going in by everybody. But he was he the Chicago yeah. him came out for sure. He was definitely talking it's just <laughs> you know, but yeah, I I tend to put that out there. But no. That that road trip should be another trip where, like, I, I listen, I, and I know we're gonna get into this soon, but I, I'm looking for this team at least be a 55 win team at least, at least, and I I, I want the ones to you. I I I don't I, I know that they won as the team they came into the finals as a two seed and it was an improbable run and you know oh if Middleton didn't if Middleton played and you know if this and if this happened if that happened there's a lot of hypotheticals y'all was throwing out there. That didn't happen and doesn't matter. Yada, Once again, if if Durant if Durant was a size fifteen, that's what I was just gonna say, man. Yeah, Chris I don't want to hear. Fucking champion. Like let 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 that shit go. But because it's Boston and y'all want to be irritable, y'all want to be yeah, y'all so anti Boston that y'all can't even make fucking logical takes. It's like bro, bro, like just uh that 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 shit gets me. It, it gets me annoyed every time. It's just like. This hypothetical, this hypothetical is every single year in sports, especially basketball. Pretty sure um, Celtics are missing Robert Williams and right. Marcus yeah, Smart was hurt. Yeah, so much happened, bro. Like, it's just, there's, so, there's so many. Kyrie was out. Harden was out. Like, there's yeah. so many different things. Like, stop it. 
Sabu, Chris, it, Paul, it, Chris Paul was out a few years ago. So yeah, this I it's the way it goes, it. right? Yeah, um, it's, yeah, exactly. So it's just like you know, just just pump the brakes. You know, once again, th- things happen. Once again, I would love for them to be healthy so we can face them again, and you know, we see what what, what goes on there. You know, Lossy comes back at the healthiest version of, of himself, but it, it is what it is. So yeah, so now we get to the final final month of the season, man. There's only four regular season games there, so I uh, got Toronto twice and home and home. Uh, Philly, then then Atlanta. So, where where do you think they're at by season's end? I think it's that that final stretch run, man, could could turn out to be pretty huge when it comes to seeding. I mean, you have Philly and Milwaukee in the last goddamn week of the season. Those games could be huge, man. I mean, you're talking two teams that easily could be competing for that one seed with you. So you have Philly, Milwaukee, and two games against Toronto. Like, remember last year how, how we didn't set our players coming down to the end and, like, we went into it firing into the playoffs. And that's really what brought us to that NBA Finals appearance was that that mindset. Right. I see the same things at the end of this stretch run, man. We're, we're going to go out against Milwaukee and the Sixers, and and we're going to we're gonna play everything. We're going to play them like they're playoff games, like, like they matter. And, and I love having these games at the end of the season for this team because we saw it this year, man. They don't hide from no one. They're not going to set up and, and be like, oh, we're going to set up our playoff, you know, appearances so we play this. No, they don't give a fuck. They're going to go out there and just win games. And they're gonna get their seed. You know what I mean? They're not. They're not gonna sit there and sit this guy at the end of the season or sit. That's not happening with this team. Ime's not that guy, man. He's not. He will never. I, I don't see him doing that. Being like, we'll rest this guy because we already have this seed. Listen, if it's locked up, that's a whole different story. But yeah, if, like, if, if, they're, if, they're, if, they're, if they're far in the wins, number one C or number two right. C, like I, I totally, I totally get it. That's different. Um, but if you're if you're yeah. still in fluctuation. I get there's no goddamn way Ime is ever going to put in this team. We're going to lose this game on purpose. That's never happening. So we're, I'm excited for this and end stretch because I think it's going to, I think it's going to mean a lot to be honest. Yeah. So actually what's I, I want to focus on that, that Toronto, the last two, the last two with Toronto. I believe in Nick Nurse. I believe in Scotty Barnes. I believe in Pascal Siakam. I believe in Fred, Fred Van Vliet. You know, you know, I do. You know, I yeah, exactly right. So, you know, sorry, DK, but that's that's what it is. But you know, those guys. Well, I mean, Barnes wasn't there for the championship, obviously, but a majority of those guys that are still there were battle tested and were on the championship team that that won. You know, and once again, that's just going back to the argument we talked about a few minutes ago. Yeah, we know if Candy was healthy, Toronto doesn't win. Guess what? They still, it's like they won. Clay got hurt. Steph was still out there. Steph didn't do enough against Kyle Lowry and the boys. Like they still, <laughs> they, they they still they still got got manhandled when when it when it mattered most. But you know that's a whole other story for another day. But yeah, I just I just think that you know that final stretch against Toronto, where you know they're probably going to be fighting for a fifth and sixth seed like they were this past year. And because Nick Nurse is so physical, or his teams are so physical, I think that that would be an excellent tune up for. The playoffs, maybe even a great series if, if we were to face them. And say it could be a you know, series, whatever, whatever, you, whatever, 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 whatever round. So, yeah, I, I just think to me, I like I said, I said it a few minutes ago, I believe that this could be a 55 win or more season. 
I think that we are looking at a Tatum MVP light season. Don't, don't know if he wins the MVP. That's too early to tell. Uh, we'll have other shows where we can we can dive into that and and, and give our prediction on that. But just our early predictions from this, I think that I can see them going fifty six and twenty six, which should be good for first in the East, in my opinion. Maybe second unless Milwaukee. I think, you know, maybe just hot or whatever and, and they chose to get to number one seed, but I think that's going to be good for a top two seed. I think Tanner and Brown are going to average 25 or more. I think Brogdon finds a way to win six men of the year. I do. I love and it. I love it. You know, and I think, you know, you know, you know so, I, so I mean, you know, all of this made a conversation, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know the people that listen to this, like, oh, like, why are you making this decision in August? And so many things could be, I mean, listen, I'm not one of these guys to do a show to do it just to be right. I know a lot of, a lot of y'all listen to this and be like, man, oh, that prediction was crazy. Hell, somebody already commenting and all other things, other videos saying that, oh, you know, well, this was a lazy take and this and this. Well, cool. One, we thank you for listening. Uh, two, everything is easy to talk about in hindsight. We talk about what we feel in the moment and that's just what it is. If it comes out to be right, great. If not, then it's, it's forever on the internet and, you know, we, we just go from there. But like I said, definitely 50 win season incoming. You know, we're going to see Lee from Tatum, see Lake from Brown. Um, we're going to see very high IQ plays from Brogdon and Smart, I think, together at the same time. And that should be encouraging as a Celtics fan. And like I said, love the addition of Gallo, um, despite of what I thought, you know, when we didn't get to St. Berg. But, you know, love, love the addition of Gallo as a shooter for the team, someone that can stress the floor. And yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to see how, how it unfolds. So, you know, what, what are your predictions or early, early on predictions after um, the schedule? I'm gonna get crazy. Sixty-two and twenty for this team, man. Okay, it's so like like the old nineteen. Okay, wow. Yeah, All listen, right. listen. This is this is this is gonna be a special season because I don't see that. I know we've seen it before. I don't see that downfall coming, and and I can almost guarantee. Uh, actually, I'll put it this way. I'll put I'll, I'll put it differently. It's a disappointment to me if Jason Tatum's not in the top three of the MVP conversation this year. Because, because from what we've seen from him, from 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 who he is as a basketball player now, right? We saw what he did in the, that playoff run last year. We saw how he ranks historically in his first four to five seasons in the playoffs. We we've seen all these things, right? Jason Tatum now is that upper echelon elite NBA talent, and, and it's time for for a the rest of the NBA to. Sh- to, to recognize that and B for Jason Tatum to give them no goddamn choice, but to recognize that. And, yeah. and, and to me, that's what I think this season is going to show because now we have, so it was, I love Marcus, right? I, I love all these guys that we had last year as role players, but we had no one else on this goddamn team who could create a shot by themselves, except for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, Marcus smart 20% of the time can do it mm-hmm. right right but, but other than that we had no one else who could create their own shot now we have gallinari who who's uh, a step back who waiting to happen who's a, a catch and shoot waiting to happen and we have malcolm brogdon who who is uh uh what what Derek white wishes he was offensively let's put it that way and that what my bad i didn't mean to take a shot at Derek white i love you Derek white i'm sorry uh, my bad. It's just in the DNA now at this point. But I'm just saying, like, like the 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 ceiling for this team is so high, man. 
and it's the highest it's been in a very long time. And if they if if they don't come out and and capitalize on this and 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 shut all those goddamn haters up and be that team that we expect them to be, it it will be one of the most disappointing things I've seen from a Boston team in a long time because I have such high hopes from this basketball team, especially, especially from Jason Tatum because of the way that ended last year and, and the, the shadow it left over that run that he had. You know what I mean? It was so magical. It was so amazing. But he still had like this shadow just fucking working over him at the end of the season. Like, oh, you sucked in the finals. You, you, you didn't have it. You're not that guy. You're not really that guy. You looked like you might. You're. Not... It's time for all that shit to stop. And right. I think this is the year it does. I just, I, I really feel it. And if it doesn't, that's a whole different conversation that we can have on a whole different goddamn show. But in my head right now, I think this is the year that Jason Tatum becomes a top three, maybe even one of the best, like talked about as one of the best players in the fucking world because he's got the talent. It's time for him to do it. Right. And I, I, want, I want to end it with this because this is something that actually she was, she's a former coach. In Boston, uh, Kara Lawson, who played for Tennessee, who played in WBA, as I, as I just mentioned, also was an assistant coach for the Celtics a few seasons ago, as now currently at the helm of Duke women's basketball uh, down there in, in, in Durham. And she made a speech uh, several weeks ago speaking about, you know, handling hard better. Handling, oh, you know, I if we get to through this practice will be better. If we get through this semester, it'll be better. And I, I want, I want, I'm hoping that people on that team in that organization saw that video and internalized that with themselves to say, you know what? It's not just about getting through this particular week or getting through that particular stretch. It's once you get through that stretch, it's okay, cool. We got through the Clippers. We got through the Lakers. We got through Memphis. We got through Philly. We got through who, whoever the opponent may be. Is that okay? Cool. Have the next victim mentality, understanding that I'm handling hard better. It was very hard. It should be. It, it should be a very hard thing or hard pill to swallow for them to see that go to state celebrated on their floor. So as the schedule came out recently, they should be able to look at the schedule and say, you know what, this is the year that we handle hard better, regardless of what we are are, are doing, and. You know, we'll we'll just we'll just make sure that we come out on top more times than not. So Tatum, this is your time. JB, this is your time, and this team as a whole, it, it is your time. And we we look forward to seeing you in October. We look forward to seeing you on our Christmas Day. And anytime that you guys are the marquee or the main event, as I love to say, it's time to show up and show out. So for the real BK Bob Kelly, I'm Hollywood Rayshon Buchanan, and we will see you next time. Peace. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric 
ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electricast.